Social Zoom Factor, episode 40. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life Zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. The question first is, how are you doing today? Is your life and your business going how you want it to go? If not, you really just need to take a step back and you need to slow down to speed up and think about the things that you need to do so that you can get both your life and your business in Zoom turbo mode. And I hope that these podcasts have helped you do that. I hope that we're helping you in both life and business. And I honestly can't believe we are already at episode 40. And I just want to share a few updates. I want to let you know that we will soon be bringing guests on the show and we are working on a packed calendar over the next few months. And so please let us know if you know people that you would like to hear from. Our key focus is going to be bringing people onto the show who can absolutely provide the highest possible value for you. And that is going to be able to give you resources and knowledge that is truly going to help you zoom your life and business. And also people that we hope that you're going to be able to connect with at a human level and leaders from some large and small brands and entrepreneurs who can help you learn and understand what they are doing that is making their life and their business work and be humble enough to share with you the good and the bad and the ugly because we all learn from each other's mistakes. Not only do we learn from each other's successes, I think most importantly, we learn from our failures. And if we can learn from somebody else who has already been there and done that, it's just going to help Zoom our results. So another thing I want to announce too, in case you didn't already hear on some of our previous podcasts, is that we are launching an entire platform of training and the first is launching within the next couple of weeks. And if you want to learn more, I encourage you to go to socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom My Tweets. And you can sign up to be notified as we start rolling out those classes. And one of the very first classes is going to be about Twitter. Second one is going to be about branding. And then we'll be doing loads of other courses on strategy and all sorts of things. So stay tuned for that. So let's go ahead and get started talking about the actual topic of today's podcast, which is mobile marketing. And mobile marketing is a series that we are going to be doing over the next few weeks. So I will have quite a few podcasts that are going to dig into some details of how can you actually build and implement a successful mobile marketing strategy? And what are the things that you need to know from both a business, a content, and a technology infrastructure perspective? So for this podcast today, what we're going to do is really talk about why mobile marketing. And I'm going to share some pretty compelling stats with you of why you just must include mobile marketing from day one of anything you are doing online. Any business should be 
thinking about this. And so we're going to talk about why. I will have a few tips at the end of this podcast to talk about how to get started on your mobile strategy. But over the next few episodes that you'll see on mobile marketing, we will be diving in deeper to how to build your mobile platform, what to do and not do with mobile advertising, what to do when you are looking to build a mobile app, how you can embed all of these things into the DNA of your business, how you can educate your customers, how you can promote them. We will be talking about all of these topics. But for today, let's just get started. The first thing I want to talk about is just why mobile marketing? And we speak and train a lot. And I work with a lot of clients from entrepreneurs up to Fortune 100 brands. And one of the top things that I always hear is, Pam, why do I need to worry about mobile visitors? When I look at my Google Analytics, look at my web reports, I don't have any mobile visitors. You know, mobile visitors is less than 10% or whatever the percentage may be. So I want you to think about that. It could be because your site is not mobile friendly and your audience knows that it's not mobile friendly and you are starting to be left out of this online world. And this happens more than not. And this happens to even Fortune 50 brands, Fortune 100 brands, where they have not kept up with today's technology. And their sites, their websites, their blogs, their microsites, their landing pages, nothing works on a mobile device. And just because your current website or blog visitors are not visiting your device via mobile, that number does not represent the opportunity cost that you are missing out on the opportunities for you to reach new markets, for you to actually attract and engage those users who are utilizing mobile devices, which is basically the world. So let's talk about some of these numbers. First off, 76% of marketers think that they know what their customers want. However, only 34% of them have asked them. So I want you to think about that. If you don't know your customers, and right now you're questioning to whether your customers are utilizing mobile or not, you need to know your customers. So I would say that's one of the very first things that you need to do. I encourage you to check out episode four, which talks in detail about the top 10 things you must know about your audience. So I would encourage you to check that out. Did you know that IDC predicts that there will be 1.3 billion mobile workers by 2015? Think about that. So if you and your brand are targeting a customer that has a job, Okay, if they are employed, whether that be self-employed or whether that be employed by a larger brand, they are a mobile worker because that prediction is saying 1.3 billion mobile workers by 2015. So that means your target customer, there is a good chance they are working remote. They are mobile. They are going from coffee shop to the office, to their home virtual office, to the soccer game, and they are on a mobile device. And so if you are not building your brand and your customer experience so that you can attract that mobile user, you are going to have a tough time surviving in the years to come as a business. 90% of workers have a mobile device within their arm's reach 100% of the time. 
75% of Americans admit to bringing their phone into the bathroom, their mobile device. So yes, since they have their phone within arm's reach 100% of the time, that means they are taking it into the restroom. We're not going to go talk in detail about that now, are we? The average American spends at least two hours per day on mobile devices. That adds up to 57,293 hours over a lifetime. Yowza. 500 million to 3.5 billion is the growth in mobile internet users globally by 2015. And so it's from 2010, which there were 500 million mobile internet users to the prediction of 3.5 billion mobile internet users by 2015. And in case you forgot, 2015 is less than six months away, my friends. So social network users expect your site to be mobile responsive and mobile friendly. And the majority of social networking that is happening is happening on a mobile device. Facebook, as an example, states that mobile accounts for more than half of their revenue. And that's 2.5 billion in 2014 alone. But think about it. If somebody is out on the social web, okay, so they are browsing Twitter, they're hanging out in a tweet chat, or they're on Instagram, and they're Facebooking, they're reading blogs, whatever they're doing, and they're doing that via a mobile device. And since they are already on a mobile device accessing all of these social networks, and they are already, quote unquote, pretty social savvy, right, if they've installed these apps on their phone, and then they happen to see a link to your blog, or they decide they want to go to your website to check out your products. And they've already had this amazing user experience with the apps they're using and with the other sites they're using, and all the social networking that they're doing. They hop on over to your website and your website just looks like doo-doo and they cannot even see it, read it, or do anything to engage with you and your brand via their mobile device. What do you think that makes them feel and think about your brand? 57% of users state that they will not recommend companies with poor mobile sites. And this is really important because 77% of consumers are more likely to buy product via a recommendation. And there is a four to 10 times higher conversion rate from offers that are coming from trusted advocates. So if I wake up in the morning, and let's say it's a Saturday morning, and I have decided that I need to buy a new laptop, and I did this not too long ago, and I wanted to buy a brand new MacBook Air, which I did buy, and love it, by the way, that's a whole other conversation. But I wake up on a Saturday, and I am thinking, okay, I am going to go to the mall today, to the Apple store, and I am going to buy an amazing new laptop. And yes, I probably had goosebumps. I was probably pretty excited because remember, I'm 50% geek and 50% marketing and 100% nut. That's why I'm called the marketing nut. And I am not laying in bed thinking, what device should I go grab so I can go buy this $2,000 laptop? You know, will it look best on my laptop that I currently have? Will it look best on an iPad? Will it look best on a mobile device, my iPhone or the Android? Because we do have Androids in our family too. No, I'm thinking what device is charged and has not been stolen by one of my rugrat children, okay? I'm not looking for the best device that the website I'm going to or the blog I'm going to is going to look the best on. So 
because Apple is very mobile friendly, obviously, I pulled up their website via my iPhone on a Saturday morning and did my research with my husband laying in bed. And I'm able then to truly make a buying decision. So when I went into the store that day, I pretty much knew what laptop I was going to buy. And even as I'm in the store, I'm doing research and this happens all the time. And a lot of times I go to stores like Best Buy and other stores. And if I don't trust what that sales rep is telling me, if something just doesn't seem right, it doesn't add up, I'm also doing searches on my mobile device. So oftentimes I'm educating that sales rep standing there. Actually, no, this says, you know, it will not support Mac, for example. And I have a lot of problems trying to find webcams and a lot of technology that I wish did work better on Apple devices, but it just doesn't for a laptop, that type of thing. So a lot of times uh, some of these brands like Logitech and others will always state that these things work on an Apple. However, the truth is it doesn't. And a lot of times the guy in Best Buy or girl is just telling me, yes, this is going to work fine. However, within just a couple seconds, I can go do a search and find out, um, sorry, honey, you're wrong. So Mobile users are becoming very educated. We have access to information within seconds. And so this is changing even the way that brands, traditional brick and mortar brands that have a retail store need to be educated and engaged with their customer. They need to have access and know the same information that I have access to within about 10 seconds on my mobile device. So this shopper, even if they're in your store, is becoming much more savvy and educated because of the power of knowledge. Knowledge is truly power. And 40% of shoppers consult three or more channels before they make a purchasing decision. So they're not just looking at your website. They are looking at reviews. They are looking at social media. They are looking at Twitter to see what comes up, what type of complaints are happening about your product or that brand. And the same thing goes for B2B brands. Don't think that you're off the hook here, okay? Did you know that business buyers do not even contact suppliers directly until 57% of the purchase process is complete? And where do you think they're doing that research? Trusted friends and advocates, social networks, websites, and blogs. And given the data point we talked about earlier about there being 1.3 billion mobile workers by 2015, chances are they're doing a lot of this research via a mobile device. Twitter, for example, Twitter users visit B2B tech company sites with a higher likelihood to convert than other users. And Twitter users convert at 11% versus the average internet user, which converts at an average of 4%. And 60% of Twitter users access their network from a mobile device. And for many brands who implement a strong social media program within the DNA of their business see a lot of traffic that comes from Twitter. And many brands actually are seeing more traffic coming from social than they are coming from even organic search. But the best thing is the the brands who really know how to do this are really able to leverage social to help optimize their search and both Google and social search. And given 
all of these data points. Okay, people are talking, communicating, doing social networking, doing research via their mobile device. They're also doing searches via their mobile device. So if you cannot be found online, number one, and if your site, once they find you, is not mobile friendly, what do you think the chances are that that person is going to stick around on your site? Because this is not about building a site and getting a bunch of people to come visit you and then you lose them. All right. It's not about having all these potential customers, but man, I lost them in the first 10 seconds because my website or my blog completely stunk like doo-doo. It reminds me of the fishing stories and my husband goes fishing and they actually catch a lot of things. So I'm not giving him a hard time. And that's Josh Arlina. And he is my partner in both business and life. You can find him out on Twitter. But him and his friends are who they actually recently just went gator hunting. Okay. So they got themselves a huge gator. That's a whole other podcast discussion in itself. But anyway, you hear these stories about people going fishing and we almost caught this fish or we did catch this fish. Nowadays, if he doesn't have a picture to prove it, I don't believe it, right? It's like it never happened. And the same thing goes for people that are visiting your websites. It's not about you almost had this customer or you almost had somebody opt into your email list or they almost read your blog. If they don't do those things, it's all for nothing, right? You have about five to 10 seconds to inspire, engage, and connect with that mobile user or they are gone. And guess where they're going? They're going off to your competitor sites. They are going off to somebody who understands them and who has designed a user experience ready to serve them and help them in the way that they want to communicate with you and your brand. So if you ignore them, that's just like ignoring people that walk straight into your business and are wanting to talk to you. So let's say you have a storefront, you have a retail storefront, and you have a whole entire store of awesome products that you're trying to sell. And you have customers, potential customers that are walking into your store and they come up to a sales rep and they say, hey, Johnny, I would like to learn more about this product. And Johnny just gives them the elbow and says, talk to the elbow because you ain't worth the extension. You know that saying? And I'm sorry, but you may not like this. This is a little bit of tough love. If you do not have a mobile friendly platform, a mobile friendly blog, a mobile friendly website, you're doing that same thing to your audience. They are coming to see you. You send a tweet out to the internet, okay? You send a tweet saying, come check us out. Come into our store. The same thing you would do if you were at a a brick and mortar, if you were at a retail store that had an actual building, okay? You publish an ad. You say, come into our store, right? They go into your store. Your sales rep doesn't want to talk to them. They, They just push them away. You're doing the same exact thing, but in a virtual environment when you're not supporting that mobile user. And trust me, this is what your potential customers are thinking when they come to your site and it's broken. And when we talk about this mobile experience, we are not referring to you building a website or blog and that entire website or blog fits on my mobile screen to where when I pull up my iPhone and I pull up your website that I can see your website exactly like it looks when I look at it on my laptop, for example, or a desktop computer. 
No, a mobile responsive site is something that responds and designs an experience that is optimized for whatever device that user is accessing your platform. So if it's a blog, for example, it's going to show me a menu that I can access. It's going to show me content that I can read. There's going to be a specific experience for that. Same thing goes for iPad or other tablets. And I'm going to be able to get to the information without having to scroll everything to the left or scroll everything to the right. If I'm having to scroll and I'm just seeing the same content that's on your website, if I were to go to my desktop, that is not a mobile responsive or mobile friendly site. So you need to make sure that you are understanding what type of experience that you are presenting to the people who are visiting your platforms. And let's go back and talk about search for just a minute because search is very important. And we were just talking about number one, you need to get found. Okay, that's the first thing that needs to happen. One in three mobile searches have a local intent versus one in five on desktop. So for both small and large businesses that are looking for online and offline traffic coming into their store from the local market, what this means is one in three mobile searches have a local intent. That means they are looking to go into a store. They want to purchase from a local business. So you need to be thinking about that. One in four online searches are conducted on a mobile device. That's huge, okay? And it is up to you to make sure once they are searching for your information and first up is you're lucky that they found it and then they end up on your website or your blog and it's up to you to make sure that you are giving them the best possible digital experience that you can. So let's talk a little bit about the amount of money that is being spent by marketers for mobile marketing and mobile advertising. How are marketers starting to really embrace mobile? $4.4 billion were spent on mobile advertising in the U.S. in 2012. In 2013, that figure doubled to 8.5. And that figure is projected to quadruple to 31.1 billion by 2017. And search advertising accounts for about half of that total. Mobile image ads. Consumers look at native ads 25% more often than banner ads. And let's talk a little bit about apps. Okay, mobile apps are obviously very popular. There are 224 million active app users in the U.S. alone. However, 99% of apps only get used once. So unless your app does something amazing that no one else is doing, no other brand like you is doing, then the reality is that it's not going to get downloaded. And if it does, it's going to be installed open once and forgotten about. And so I just want to cry when I see brands that are wasting so much money on a mobile app without a mobile strategy. Okay, so they have a broken website, they have a broken blog, but yet they're off spending a year of time developing this mobile app really as a band-aid for their broken website, okay? And it does not solve the problem because what happens once they launch that mobile app, they still have that broken website sitting in the back room, right? You still have it out on the web that 
nobody likes and nobody accesses, okay? And so if you have a mobile app, guess what? Those customers are quote unquote mobile. The whole goal for an app for many brands is to get them into your store, to get them into your website, to get them to engage with your brand. And so if you spend all this money and time on an app and then you don't fix your website, what type of message is that sending to your customer? Okay, they want to be able to do research on your blog or on your website. If they like your product, if they like your service, whatever it is you do, if you're wanting them to come into your local restaurant, your local store, your local church, whatever it may be, and you have an app, that's great. But you need to inspire me to install your app. I need to trust you. I need to check you out on your website first. For many brands, that website needs to come first. That blog needs to come first. Because if I go to your blog and it just looks cruddy on my mobile device, what are the chances of me installing that app? And I can't tell you how many brands we have worked with, small and large, but a ton of app companies that think they have the best app, something that's going to just kill Facebook, kill whatever it may be. However, they have not thought about their entire marketing, business, and mobile strategy. And nine times out of 10, they fail because of such. So let's talk about some things that you need to do. What are the things that will help make you successful? And as I said earlier, this podcast today is not designed to give you everything you need to do to build a mobile strategy. I wanted to just open your eyes, give you a little bit of tough love, and help you see why you can't ignore mobile. So hopefully we've done that by now. So what do you need to do? Number one thing is do not follow the path. And we speak and teach and do a lot of training. And I do a lot of speaking and workshops for niche industries. So like with associations, with chamber of commerces and in all different industries. And I was recently at a travel and leisure industry event and I was speaking on social media and how to zoom results with social media. And one thing I found in doing my research prior to the event was that the majority of the sites that the audience had were all provided usually by one or two companies. So what usually happens is there's an industry player that provides software. They provide websites that are, you know, pretty much cookie cutter for these industries. And what happens is everybody ends up with the same thing and they follow the pack. So when I look at these websites, they all look the same. And guess what? None of them are mobile friendly. And here I am speaking to a travel niche. What do you think people that are looking for travel type of sites, what type of device do you think they're using to get to those? Okay. If even if it's a B2B, if it's a property manager type of scenario, they are accessing these websites via mobile device. And so it does not work the fact that that website can simply be seen as a whole website on my mobile device. That does not work. So just because your competitors are doing something, just because everything else within your industry is following a certain path, you know, chamber of commerces are huge for this. Associations are huge for this. Everybody copies everybody and everybody's sites just look junky. So don't follow the pack. Go be your own duck. Be your own egg. Stand above the crowd and do something different and do something better. Next is you need to make sure that you are designing for mobile from the very start. It must be embedded into the DNA of everything that you are doing. Mobile is not something that you're going to bolt on at the last minute before you hit the door, okay, before you're ready to launch. You need to design that user experience from day one. 
Number three is that you need to make sure you are looking at the right infrastructure. Even if you are a small business or a large business that doesn't have a decent budget to do this, there are all types of themes. If you're implementing a blog, you can check out themes and architectures that are mobile responsive out of the box. Okay. Studio Press and Genesis is one of those that we use as a framework. And I will include a link to that in the show notes page for this podcast at socialzoomfactor.com. And this is episode 40. So just make sure you look for that. But I will include a link to some of the platforms that we use. So you can build mobile from the ground up utilizing frameworks that are already out there and are designed to be mobile friendly. The company that has built them has designed them to be mobile friendly. And next thing is just making sure that you are not putting the app before your platform because you need to build trust first. You need to establish trust and you need to establish authority within your industry before somebody is going to necessarily install your app unless you have just the coolest app that everybody is going to want to use. And the chances of that being the case are probably very slim, particularly if you are a traditional B2B or B2C type of company. So I encourage you to make sure that you are building your social media, social business, plan, you can go to socialzoomfactor.com slash social business plan to download a template that you can use with the top eight steps that you need to develop your plan. You also want to make sure that you are establishing trust. So I encourage you to check out episode 20, which is the social trust factor and how you can ignite loyal brand evangelists with thought leadership, and authority. So check that out. But bottom line, you just want to make sure that you are embedding mobile first into your strategy. You want to make sure that you know your customer and that you are building an architecture that is going to help you truly serve the needs of the mobile user. So stay tuned for the upcoming episodes. We will be talking about some of these strategies and tactics in deep detail. And I hope if nothing else today that I just inspired you to get your platforms mobile ready, that you are mobile friendly and that you are rocking the mobile infrastructure and ecosystem that's out there, not just barely getting by and throwing mobile band-aids at it. I want you to zoom your business and zoom that in a mobile way because it will absolutely help you turn up the turbo. So thank you so much for taking time today to hang out with me here at Social Zoom Factor Podcast. I wish you the best of success this week in both life and business. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.